we're in this series called the, A Godly Life. We're talking about, okay, what does a godly life look like? And what are some strategies for pursuing godliness? Now, remember, godly, another term for godliness is Christ-likeness. Jesus lived uh, life the way it was meant to be lived. And so, if you want to know what, what is a life that pleases God, what is a, a, the most abundant life possible, look at Jesus. How did he live his life? What did he pursue? Uh, what gave him joy? What grieved him? How did he order his life? Right? Look at Jesus. Pattern your life after him, and, and you will begin to experience life to the full. Well, um, last week we opened up the, a conversation about emotions because uh, we want to be like Jesus, not just in what we do, not just in what we think. We actually want to feel like Jesus felt. Jesus had a perfect emotional life, an emotional life that pleased God. And so we started the conversation last week about emotions. If you missed that, by the way, all the sermons can be found online. Uh, you can uh, watch them as uh, videos if you want at our website, or you can also listen uh, as audio podcasts. And today, I want to talk specifically about the emotion of anger, because the Bible talks a lot about anger, and this is uh, an emotion that we all uh, experience and can, and can, as the Bible says, so often lead us into sin. So we need to we need to understand anger and how to deal with anger. And uh, I want to just simplify the whole, the whole talk in, in this illustration. It's the illustration of a hot potato. And here's how we are to handle anger. Handle anger like a hot potato. You want to be very slow to pick it up. Yeah, it's hot. And you want to be quick to put it down. That's, that's the biblical teaching about anger. Treat anger like a hot potato. Be slow to pick it up and quick to put it down. Now, you are an expert at anger, aren't you? So am I. Uh, I, I was an expert at age like five. My mom says when I was five years old, I got so angry, I would literally foam at the mouth. And I, I asked her again this week, did I actually foam at the mouth? She said, yeah, and it scared me. I was like, what is wrong with my boy? And now I do remember, uh, I was either kindergarten or first grade, mom dealt me a great injustice by uh, secluding herself and locking the door. I think she was wrapping Christmas presents, but I thought that was just a terrible injustice de dealt against me, and I needed to act out. So uh, I remember pounding on the door and threatening to cut my hair if she did not come out <laughs> and serve me as she was meant to do. That's right. That's right, I thought. So sure enough, she did not, and I pulled out my locks right there and... Whoosh, and I, uh, I wish I could find my yearbook because it's there. There I was. My mom was not pleased with that outbreak. Now, I didn't, I, and I didn't even lose my anger touch as I grew older. In fact, only, I don't know, 15 years ago, I, I threw a glass through the sheetrock in my house in a fit of anger. And then I had to patch it 
spray texture it, paint it, and uh, that was a good reminder that anger uh, can cause some problems and has an after effect and all that. And so um, we're all experts at anger, aren't we? Well, what is anger? Here's a very technical definition of anger. Anger is the grrr feeling we get when something bothers us. Something's not the way we think it should be. We get the grrr anger. uh, Common causes of anger. Uh, Somebody once said, "At, at the root of all anger is pain. At the root of all anger is pain. Um, but here are some causes. A disappointment. Disappointment. When something you want to happen doesn't happen. Maybe you've been working so hard to get into a, a, a particular college and you get a rejection letter. Or you, uh, you hoped for the relationship and you even, maybe you even prayed for the relationship and you, you were careful to craft the, uh, uh, the offer and it's rejected. You don't get the the raise. Your stock, you know, stock choices don't uh, don't go up. On and on. Somebody doesn't uh, treat you the way that you thought you should be treated. On and on it goes. Life in a broken, sin broken world is full of disappointment. And then there's frustration. Frustration is repeated disappointment. Right? I've tried. Uh, I just keep being disappointed. And over and over again, maybe my hopes are dashed repeatedly, and and frustration can um, can set into our hearts to where we we can just become uh, life feels frustrating, and and then we can be just angry people, or then there's pain or hurt, you know, physical pain. Uh, uh, somebody, you know, or you hit yourself thumb on the hammer. I mean, nobody's, nobody's done anything wrong, but why is it that our reaction is often anger? It could be physical pain. It can be emotional pain. Well, um, anger can be kind of brief and momentary, uh, or it can set in. And so some people are, some people can be characterized as angry people. Uh, maybe they've been frustrated too many times. They've been uh, hurt too many times, or they just never dealt with an, their anger, never resolved it, it set in. Uh, so I have a picture of the Incredible Hulk and uh, Captain America. While he's still Stephen Banner, mild-mannered Stephen Banner, Captain Hulk says, hey, this might, or I'm sorry, Captain America says, this might be a good time to get angry. And immediately, the Hulk uh, materializes and, and uh, Hulk says, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. He just carries that anger around. Uh, but actually, that's not good at all. It leads to very, it's very unhealthy emotionally, and it can really destroy our lives, destroys our relationships, destroys our happiness. As uh, John Piper says, I think very profoundly, John Piper says, listen, ask yourself, if if the emotion of anger is ruling your mind and heart, doesn't that mean that it has gobbled up experientially? It's, are you experiencing joy? Are you experiencing peace? Are you experiencing love? Are you experiencing trust? No. Uh, anger is, has, you know, has like giant jaws that gobble up the other positive, sweet affections 
uh, that the Spirit of God wants, and emotions that the Spirit of God wants to produce in us. All right, what does the Bible have to say about anger? Right off the bat, let me say yes. God gets angry. Jesus gets angry. Therefore, there is a category of righteous anger, right? Because God is righteous. His anger is righteous. Jesus' anger is righteous. Uh, But don't too quickly conclude that your anger is also righteous. Uh, There is a... I like this quote, uh, which is, uh, man, this is from Dr. Amber Crombie, man must never equate human emotion with God's. We are not entitled to the same scope of feeling and action expressed by our Creator. Because we're not God. We, we have a sin nature. We have been warped by sin deep down. And so we have to be very suspicious of our anger. And we'll talk a little bit more later about this whole idea of, of righteous anger. But, but can you give in to anger and let it start directing your life without it leading you right into sin? You're a better man than I, Gunga Din. Because <laughs> I, I can't. All right, Genesis chapter 4. First time anger is uh, talked about in the Bible. Cain is angry with his brother Abel because Abel's sacrifice has been accepted by God and his, and his own isn't. And so the Lord sees that Cain is angry and he goes and he confronts Cain and he says, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desire is contrary to you, or actually its, its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. You must master it. In other words, sin wants to dominate you. Sin wants to control you. Sin wants to gain uh, mastery over you, but you must rule over it. When you're angry, I want you to, in, to uh, conjure up that picture in your mind. Sin is crouching at the door. When you are under the influence of the emotion of anger, sin is right there ready to pounce. Sin sees you vulnerable spiritually, wants to take advantage of it. It wants to uh, uh, let, wants that, uh, tempt you to let that emotion run wild in your life so that it can lead you right into sin. But you must rule over it. You don't have, to me, what I hear God saying is, Cain, you don't have to give in to the angry emotion. You're you're in spiritual danger right now. You can stop it from going bad places. You have the power to do that because you're created in in my image, but you've got a choice to make. And of course, what's the story? The story is Cain gave in to that emotion of anger. He let it take him all the way to killing Abel. He killed his brother Abel did not heed the caution of the Lord. R.C. Sproul says, anger is so often an occasion for sin. Well, Psalm, Psalm 37, 8 uh, recommends this, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. What is wrath? Wrath is letting the grr out and onto others. Refrain from anger, forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil, right? Unrestrained 
uh, anger un, uh, tends to lead to evil. Later, we're going to see a, a verse that says, the, ra- the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. When you let anger call the shots in your life, the shots it calls for are sinful so often. Uh, Proverbs fourteen seventeen, a man of quick temper acts foolishly. By the, so Proverbs talks a lot about anger, and its dominant uh, statement is, anger is what foolish people do. They, they, they're the ones who give in and, to that emotion and, and let it call the shots. A man of quick temper acts slowly. Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. In Proverbs, what we are uh, called to do is become slow-to-anger people, uh, as, as opposed to quick-tempered or hot-tempered. Proverbs 16, 32. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So you can be physically mighty, and God says, you know what's more impressive than physical might? Self-control. He who rules his spirit. The person who is slow to anger, who doesn't let the emotions run wild in life, Better than a, than a mighty one. Better than one who conquers a city. So, so uh, I hear in that God saying, you have authority over your emotions. You can rule your spirit. And I, I remember um, a, a young husband who his, his marriage was, was falling apart. He was damaging his, uh, the spirit of his little kids. And he... Christian guy, and he was very broken up about this, but he did not believe he could control his anger. He really, he, at some level, he did not believe that he could control his anger, and he was letting himself off the hook. So if that's you, don't let yourself off the hook. I don't care if you have red hair, <laughs> right? You can. God, God can help you by His Holy Spirit to, to be a slow-to-angry anger person. Proverbs 19.11, good sense makes one slow to anger. Good sense. If you're a person with good sense, you will, be slow, you will be slow to anger. And it is His glory to overlook an offense. So this is God. God's saying, you know what? The person who, who is offended legitimately and then says, I'm going to overlook that. I'm just not going to emotionally respond in anger. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to be like the duck, the non-polar duck, and it just sheds right off me. God says, that's to, that's to that person. That's to your glory when you do that. That's a good thing. Isn't that amazing? God does not require you to repay evil for evil, does he? Uh, God, it's okay for you to let stuff slide. Truly, things that people do to you that are actually bad. You know, God sees it. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. He's not going to let any of that stuff done to his children, any mischief, go un, unpunished. And that's great because that means we can just let it, we can release it and get on with the business of being at peace with people and loving people and let, and let God handle the anger. Proverbs 27.4, or no, 22.24. 
This is for all of you unmarried women. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, no go, nor go with a wrathful man. So this is something I wanted my daughters to, don't go out with a wrathful man. Don't make a friendship with a man given to anger, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Uh, actually, that's not just limited to, to women, but women, you do wise to heed that proverb. Stay away from guys who are uh, quick-tempered, who are uh, given to anger, who are wrathful. But it's even saying, men, don't be friends with other men who are angry. Why? Because you might catch it, right? Lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. You know, an anger in your life is a snare. It, It binds you all up spiritually, relationally. It harms you. So don't even, don't even be friends with people like that because it's so destructive, you, don't, you do not want to catch it. You don't want to catch it. It's like a, like a terrible disease. Proverbs 27.4, wrath is cruel. Anger is overwhelming, right? Anger can just, once you give into it, it can just snowball. It's like a little snowball starts rolling down that hill and eventually you cannot stand up. It's going to just take you out and roll you along with it. And it will take you into sin. That's what the Bible says over and over and over. It will take you right into sin. Jonah chapter 4. Okay, so we're out of Proverbs. Now we're Jonah. Jonah, uh, I love this. I love this story on anger. So Jonah's a prophet of God. He's a preacher. You would expect him to want to do things God's way. Well, God comes to Jonah and says, I want you to go to Nineveh which is the capital city of the Assyrians. And the Assyrians are historic enemies of the Jews. They had, uh, in times, been very violent to the Jewish people. I want you to go to Nineveh and preach, preach against Nineveh. And Jonah r- does not obey. Jonah gets on a boat and heads to Tarshish, does not want to obey God. And you know the story, right? God sends a big storm. Jonah gets, rather than repent, Jonah just says, throw me in the sea. He still want, he'd rather die than go to Tarshish. Throw him in the sea, but the big fish swallows him. Finally, Jonah agrees. But if you look at Jonah, boy, he, he gives the bare minimum sermon. In 40 days, God's going to destroy Nineveh. Doesn't say repent or anything. He just says, this is the way it is. He's kind of, uh, yeah, he is a very brief preacher. Well, the Ninevites, the Ninevites repent in sackcloth and ashes. And God relents from the disaster he said was going to come because they've had a heart attitude. So we read this, Jonah chapter 4, last chapter of the, of the book. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. What, what displeased Jesus, or, or Jonah? The, the fact that uh, the, they had repented, that God had relented from the disaster he was, said he was going to do. And he prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord! Is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That's why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you're a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. So he's like, God, I know, I knew who you were, and I knew that your character applied to these wicked Ninevites that there was a great chance you were going to be nice to them, and I want them killed. And so I didn't want to preach to them. I didn't want them to get saved. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it's better for me to die than to live. 
Unbelievable. He's so angry, and his anger, catch this, his anger has clouded his judgment and whacked out his priorities. And does not anger do that to you and me? When I get angry, I know I am not thinking clearly. But boy, things, I, I want things that I know deep down are wrong. And they seem right in the moment. God, kill me. He would rather die. Or he's so angry he wants to die. The anger has actually made him suicidal. So does anger, you know, unresolved anger go deep into people and cause them to be depressed? Does it cause them to want to harm other people? Does it cause them to kill themselves even? Does it cause them to pull out a gun and kill their coworkers? Oh, evil is destructive. Or I'm sorry, anger uh, can become very destructive. And so here's what, and the Lord said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry? I love that response. Are you right to be angry, Jonah? And so that's a question. When we're angry, we need to interrogate our anger. And we need to ask ourselves, am I, am I right to be angry? Do I truly see the whole situation perfectly? It, are my motives 100% pure? Am I really upset because of evil and out of love for God and love for other people? Hmm. Matthew 5.22, Jesus speaks against angry. I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Galatians 5 uh, by the way, the, the Bible seems to associate anger with sin so closely uh, that it sometimes just lists anger in the vice lists, right? So there are multiple times anger is just listed as one of the vices. Uh, so Galatians 5, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousies, fits of anger. So fits of anger is linked there with idolatry and sorcery and goes on. I warn you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Fits of anger are not to be part of the Christian's life. Ephesians 4:26 Be angry and do not sin. All right, this is the verse that uh, most Christians will point to to say, aha, there's, I can be angry and not sin. Well, I would say, yeah, that is a hypothetical possibility, but the emphasis is clearly not on go find that kind of anger and become an angry person. The emphasis is when you're angry, don't sin. <laughs> be very careful. Uh, you're at danger. You're, in, you're at risk spiritually. You're in danger. Do, it goes on, do not let the sun go down on your anger. By the way, there, there's that hot potato idea of, you know, when, when you experience the uh, emotion of anger, you be quick to put that down before it burns you. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. What I hear in that is, when you're angry, you are 
at risk spiritually, uh, you, are, uh, you are prone to giving, you're more prone than you normally would to give in to temptation. In fact, I think it's saying that, that the devil senses an opportunity when I'm angry and seeks to exploit it because he knows, oh, you know, Mike's, Mike is uh, uh, under the influence of the emotion of anger. Ah, I can bend this uh, toward bad, uh, bad outcomes, toward sin. A couple verses later, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Let all anger, let all bitterness and wrath and anger, not some anger, not, you know, the, the non-righteous. Just get anger out of your life. Mike Winger, Pastor Mike Winger, says, Anger reliably leads us to sin. It reliably leads us to sin. So we want to put a timer on our anger. Don't let it linger. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. But now you must put them all away. Okay, so he's saying, Christian, get this stuff out of your life. So he's talking to you. He's talking to me. This is God. Get this out of your life if you, if you have it. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Anger, grrr, feeling, wrath, letting the grr out grrr, on other people. Malice is uh, what the... Um, the attitude of the heart that being angry towards someone produces. When I'm angry with you, I want you harmed, right? Malice is the anger uh, targeted toward another person. Slander, slander is things that I say to cut you down and, cut, and to knock down your reputation because I'm mad at you. Obscene talk. Boy, when people are angry and when, when you're angry... Why does, like, I, you, you know, you, you'll be, you'll be hard-pressed to find me utter a curse word. But when I'm angry, I'm having to filter like crazy. That's just me. I'm sure that's not you. Why? Why does anger produce in us uh, obscene talk? It's amazing the stuff that jumps into my head that I'm not prone to normally think about or ever say when I'm angry. I want to burn the house down and cut everybody out of my life. And 2 Corinthians 12, 20, I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger. Right? Paul doesn't want, want to see uh, the Christian people full of anger. And then finally this one, James chapter 1, 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What does that mean? Is that the anger of man as opposed to the anger of God? Is it possible that James is simply saying humans cannot, cannot manage their anger cannot stay angry uh, without it ultimately producing something bad in our lives. The anger of man. 
I, I look at that and say, Mike's anger does not produce the righteousness of God, so Mike, put it down quickly. Get it out of your life. Don't go there. Now, some people say, oh, but anger is a great fuel. And when I'm angry, I'm motivated to make a change. And so, anger has a positive purpose. Do I ha- Where does the Bible say, get angry so you're motivated to do what's right? I don't ever find it. You know, the Bible never once talks about a category of human righteous anger. Why can't, why can't we be motivated by love, compassion, a di- desire to see uh, God glorified? So here's, here, here's how I understand the biblical teaching on anger, three points. Number one, anger is spiritually dangerous. Anger is spiritually dangerous. While not inherently sinful, in fact, I said last week, and I'll, I'll repeat, um, uh, anger is a proper emotion to evil. I mean, when you see evil, somebody is harming a child. You hear about that. You see, you see wickedness going on. Anger is the appropriate emotion. But what I, what I think the Bible is saying is, yeah, you're going to have that emotion, then you, then you entrust that to God quickly, you let that emotion go, because you don't have, you can't handle the emotion of anger, right? You can't steward it. You're not God. You can't steward emotion into good places. It's dangerous. While not inherently sin, sinful, anger very often leads us to sin. In fact, anger so often leads us to sin. The Bible flatly states that anger does not produce the righteousness of God. It warns us that when we are angry, we are especially susceptible to temptation. Anger is viewed in the Bible as so spiritually dangerous, it's simply included in the list of vices as bad. So number one, anger. The anger in your life is dangerous to you. Number two, become a slow-to-anger person. Become a slow-to-anger person. Learn to be mightier than one who takes a city. Learn to rule your spirit. Move from being a hot-tempered person to a slow-to-anger person. Even overlook some offenses. Make it your goal to lengthen the anger fuse in your life. I have a picture of a dynamite here. Right? How short is your fuse? When you feel yourself getting mad, ask questions. Okay, wait. Before I give in to this emotion of anger, do I really see the whole picture? You know, what if I were in that person's shoes? Would it change the way I feel about this? Have I really entrusted... Before I let this anger go and run free in my heart and mind, have I really entrusted this situation fully to God, 100% to God? Have I cast my anxieties upon Him and received back the truth that He cares for me? It, what, if, I were, if my heart were full of the love of God right now, would it change the way I'm feeling? So I think questions like these can, can kind of pop the balloon of anger as it's trying to swell up in our minds and hearts. <sighs> Deflate it. Doesn't mean that we say, eh, no problem, that's, that evil is no big deal. No. You just 
I can't handle my anger. I can't steward it. I have to give it to God. Finally, don't let anger linger. Don't let anger linger. Holding on to anger is an invitation to the devil to move in and do his work. Put your anger down quickly. Don't let anger stick around and contaminate your life. When we let the sun go down on our anger, it metastasizes into bitterness, resentment, grudges, hostility. Unresolved anger is toxic in our hearts. By the way, Pastor James and I this week were debating whether or not do not let the sun go down on your, on your uh, anger, you know, is a... Is that a literal rule, or is it more just a, a statement of, you know, put a timer on your anger and don't let it hang around? I was arguing for, why not take it literally? And he said, well, then I would just wait till the sun go down, and then I'll get angry, because I'll have 25, 24 hours I can just revel in it. So, okay, it's probably more a principle. You don't want anger to linger and consume the precious affections that God wants to work in us by His Spirit. Last week I said, I believe that the dominant emotion Jesus felt was peace and joy and love. And then sometimes, confronted with the wickedness, He responded with righteous anger, and then He let it go, moved on. We do not want to be characterized by anger. We don't want that part of our life. All right, what about righteous anger? Well, Dr. Jeffrey Gibbs, who's professor of exegetical theology at Concordia Seminary, says this, There is a place for anger and for vengeance, but it doesn't belong to the disciples of Jesus. That prerogative belongs to God alone. So I want you to, you know, be, don't be quick to lump your anger in the category of righteous anger. <laughs> which we are prone to do. We're prone to self-justify. So some theologians, I just want you to know, some theologians doubt this whole category. Yeah, there's righteous anger that God experienced and Jesus experienced, not so sure we humans experience it. You know, the Bible never once talks about some category of righteous human anger. There are five or six cases and only five or six cases in the Bible that people point to and say, well, it looks like that person was angry and it was, you know, righteous. But every one of those has been challenged. Well, not so sure. Like, think about Moses. I mean, Moses, he comes down from the Mount of Sinai. God's given him the Ten Commandments. He finds the people worshiping the calf, right? They're committing idolatry, which was evil. And he, he gets angry. And I, I don't, to me, I'm like, yeah, the, ang- the emotion of anger seems totally legit and righteous. But then he throws down the Ten Commandments. Was, is, that, was that the right response? Did God, God's like, I just did all that. No, I don't, actually, I don't know. It doesn't say that. I don't know. But then he grinds up the calf, and he makes the people drink the, the powder, and many of them get sick. And then he tells the Levites, go kill everybody you saw. 3,000 Israelites get slaughtered that day. And the Bible doesn't tell us whether that was, you know, uh, the exact righteous response. A little bit later... Uh, you know, fast forward a number of years, and um, Moses gets so angry with the people's grumbling that he strikes the rock to produce the water when God had told him to speak to the rock. So he's angry at the people's grumbling against God and their lack of faith. Understandable. We're like, yeah, right. 
But God says, I told you to talk to the rock, and in your anger you struck it. You don't get to go into the promised land. You know, in order, in order for anger to be righteous, it seems to me that it has to be for the right reason and expressed in just the right way. And so when I'm angry, can I, can I say to myself, I'm 100% motivated, my anger is 100% motivated by love for God and love for other people. Mm, I, get it, I get all mixed up in that. And then secondly, do I express my anger in just the right way? Right? Do I even know what the completely righteous response to that evil is? I mean, who am I? So John Piper, John Piper says, hey, uh, you know, if there is such a thing as righteous anger in humans, uh, it's very rare. <laughs> it's very rare. I mean, regarding the motive issue, you've got to if you get anger, angry, you put your anger through the paces, he says. You've got to put it through the filter of humility and love, and, uh, and, and he lists a whole bunch of filters. And, and only, only if it makes it through all those filters might it be, right? Uh, and so I, I would just say, here's my conclusion on righteous anger. Living in a sin-broken world will at times provoke us to anger. Yes, I'm not saying... The emotion of anger is going to just come, and it comes because we live in a broken world, and that is, is it, we will respond with anger, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But we sinful humans do not have the capacity to stay angry without sinning. You, can, you can't handle your anger. So we must put down our anger quickly, put it down quickly. Hot potato. Well, how do you put down your anger um, it, it, look, there's lots of, there are a lot of great resources. There, there's Anger's Ano, Angry Anonymous. There's all kinds of books and podcasts, and I encourage you to do that if you, if you need to, if you struggle with anger. Um, spiritually, I, I think, and those things are all good, the common grace stuff. But to me, I think, I think we put our anger down by entrusting the situation that makes us angry to God. I think it's that simple, right? 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him. An anxiety, an anxiety is what triggers anger. Cast it on God because He cares for you. But that whole, the work of entrusting your, the situation to God, that... That could be a long and arduous process. That's why we have something like the healing journey that Greg leads and Dee Dee Onenson leads, and it takes 29 weeks because <laughs> unpacking uh, the, the pain in your life and entrusting to that the Lord might not be a simple, easy, quick process, but it's worth the effort. It's worth the effort, right, Greg? Worth the effort. People get set free to live the life God wants them to live. So... I'm going to go ahead and go ahead, band, come, uh, come back up, and I'm going to just go ahead and close your eyes and bow your head. I've got some questions to ask you while you just ponder with the Lord. So between you and the Lord and the quietness of your heart, be, start praying. So Lord, ask the Lord. Maybe you know the answer. Are, are you a quick-tempered person? 
Maybe you're the, yeah, that's me. Well, ask God to help you become a slow to anger person. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help you become the person God wants you to be. He is your greatest assist in the spiritual life. So God, help me become a slow to anger person. Help me with my anger. I want it out of my life. And begin to pray that daily, sincerely, and start to, right now. You know, maybe you need to change some circumstances in your life to reduce the amount of pain you experience. You know, we don't have control over all the circumstances of life, but some things we can change. And, you know, maybe there's disappointment or frustration or pain that you could eliminate from your life by changing the situation. And so maybe, maybe you need to ask the Lord, what changes can I make? Maybe you need to ask a Christian friend to, to sit down and say, here's my life. And, you know, do I need to be doing things differently? Get some, get some consultation. Maybe you're angry right now. Maybe right now you know, I, I'm furious. And I've got, I've got something that is a, an anger that is animating, driving, burning bright in my heart. Entrust that anger to God. Entrust that situation to God. Cast it on God and receive back His care. Put your anger down. Let, let God resolve it with justice. Let Him be the one who en enacts vengeance. And Maybe you're at a point where you're like, you know what, I'm an angry person. Anger has metastasized in my heart. And you need God to soften your heart. You need a renovation of the heart. You need God to reach in deep by His Spirit, by His truth, maybe with the help of His people, and pull that anger out. And most likely, you're going to need help in that. And so maybe right now, what you need to do is say, God, I commit to meeting with a fellow Christian, sharing my pain, asking them to help me work through my anger. Maybe you need to go to counseling. Maybe you need a healing journey class. Put anger away out of your life. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to be set free from anger. Amen.